Welcome to Common Sense Leadership with your host, Dr. L.D. Bennett. Common Sense Leadership is an influencer podcast that will make you think, laugh, and act. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's join our host, Dr. L.D. Bennett. Merry Christmas. Today is Christmas Day, and boy, do I have a great present for you. Uh, Our theme for the month, we're closing out the month, and our theme is so your hypo or high potential, what's next? And for the past few weeks, we've been talking mainly about corporate America and how things are operating in that realm and what you should be doing if you're already operating, if you already have a career in that area. But today we're gonna talk about an area that is near and dear to my heart and that is public service. And my guest today is a phenomenal woman. And when I say phenomenal, I love her. I love her, love her. Let me tell you a little story about her before I introduce her. Uh, My guest today is Tyra Dent Smith and she is retired now, so she says, and that using squiggly fingers. Uh, She says she's retired, but I first met Tyra many years ago uh, when I started my work at the US Department of Commerce Census Bureau. And uh, she was our director for HR. SVP big time at uh, at census and then she left us and went downtown as we call it going downtown to commerce and she became the deputy director for HR for commerce all of commerce and she retired from there in what we call the SES senior executive service and I'll I'll have her talk a little bit more about that but I want to tell you my my personal relationship with Tyra and how she basically set me on the course that I'm on today So uh, I left census uh, before my time, actually, because my parents' health was failing and I'm the only girl. So I figured I needed to come home and do that. And I was I was really blessed to be able to do that. So I came home, always wanted to start my own business. But I like most of us, I had my own plan. I had a timeline and things were going to stick to that timeline. Well, life happened and I needed to start my business earlier so that I could attend to the needs of my, my parents and my brother. And so I'm working, doing the thing I wanted to do, I thought, and uh, Tyra called me just out of the blue. She called me and she said, hey, girl, what's going on? And I said, oh, I'm, I'm doing fine. And she asked about my parents and my brother. And she said, well, how are you liking, you know, being an entrepreneur? And I said, well, I, I like it. And she said, well, what about it don't you like? And so at that time, I hadn't quite crystallized what I wanted to do. You know how you know what you want, but you don't exactly know how to name it or to really make it happen. Something she said to me, uh, just really, like I said, set me on this course. And she said, well, what is it you really want to do? And I said, I would love to be a facilitator, a trainer. I'd love doing that. And she said, well, why aren't you? I then started enumerating all the reasons why I couldn't do it. You know how we do it. Well, I need this. I don't have this. I don't have this. And something she said to me, which I say to a lot of my current clients and people that I work with, and you may have heard me say this before, and this was her question to me. Why are you talking yourself out of your blessing? And it gave me pause. And that's the kind of person that she is. She asked just the right questions at just the right time. And so I'm so, so happy to have her on my program today. And I wanna introduce and welcome my dear friend, Tyra Dent Smith. Tyra, how are you and welcome. Good morning. Wow, what an introduction. You know, you know you've humbled me beyond belief 
to just hear the recount of an, a moment in time that had clearly impact on your life. And, you know, for your listeners out there, I just want to start out by saying, don't take the moments lightly. Uh, I am big on impacting lives and impacting people, leaving positive impressions. And I'm just grateful uh, that that something that that was that came out of my mouth at that point in time was so inspirational um, for you. And so thank you for that very warm and kind introduction. And good morning. Good morning. And you know, Tyra, you, you are you are so humble. And it's not just me. I'm sure that if we were to kind of tally up all the folks that have uh, come across your path, not only at Census, not only at Commerce, but down at Morehouse when you were there for just a hot minute, but made such an impact on the men and women down at, at Morehouse. And then, I, but what I want you to do now is is talk about your leadership journey uh, and tell tell my audience just really about public service. And I have a great passion for public service. When I left grad school, I started in public service. And I, and I think mm -hmm. sometimes people look at public service almost like, oh, if I can't do anything else, I'll do public service. But public mm -hmm. service is a great opportunity, a great career opportunity. So if you would talk about your leadership journey and then talk a little bit about public service and, and how you feel about public service and how we all should be doing a little something in public service. Absolutely. So, so my leadership journey, I describe as full circle. Um, I am a native Washingtonian. And so I'll interject right here that public service was almost a no brainer for me. My family, uh, I was surrounded by civil servants and, and city government um, uh, family members. And so public service was just kind of in my DNA. That's what I observed early in my life. Um, but my, my story went full circle because as a graduate of um, Hampton University, then Hampton Institute, my first job was a GS4 <clears throat> at the Department of Commerce. This isn't in my bio. And as a personnel clerk, and fast forward 40, all, more than 40 years later when I retired in January of 2019, I retired from the Department of Commerce in the most senior career position in the federal government as a senior executive. Could not have written that story. I made two stops at two other cabinet level agencies along the way, one at the Department of Navy, again, still as, a, as in personnel, as they were calling it then, not HR, but uh, elevated myself from personnel clerk to personnel specialist. And then uh, worked on my graduate degree in public administration at Howard University. And uh, at the conclusion of that program, the dean uh, suggested to me, you need to apply for this presidential management intern program with the federal government. Had not heard of it and took his, his sage advice and applied and was selected um, one of 200 for the PMI program. And that selection put me in the Department of Treasury. Um, and I, at that point, got on a financial management track, believe it or not. And so for the next uh, 12, 14 years, 
I, I was on financial management, program management, did a lot of work with Federal Reserve banks, uh, moving federal deposits uh, into, into the banking system. And um, it was probably in the late 80s that I got a call from the Department of Commerce saying, hey, we're starting this new program office called the NextRad Joint System Weather Doppler Radar Program. We'd like for you to come join. Um, it came with the promise of a promotion, but I lateraled in. It sounded exciting. I had started my family, uh, one daughter, she was young, and this position was bringing me closer to home. So I thought, this is good. Um, took that position, and, and I make the point, I want to emphasize here again to listeners, no promotion. I lateraled for another opportunity. Um, that's the other kind of pinpoint I would put in my journey. It wasn't a straight line up. I went uh, sideways, and at one point in my career, I actually went backwards. But it was that backward move that positioned me and placed me in um, the sphere of influence, as they say, among people who saw my potential. And that was what placed me, I would say, in a position to, um, to move into the senior executive service. I competed and, and there were some, some actions along the way. And I ultimately landed um, in the senior executive service as the division chief for human resources at the Census Bureau. Had I stayed, had those, that sequence of events not happened, um, I tell folks all the time, I probably would not be where I am now. And, um, and, and you know, those changes, it, we, we talk a lot, especially now uh, in 2020 with, with the, the, our reaction and, and, and our, um, our attitudes about change, how scary change can be, how unpredictable and uncertain, um, and all of that is true. But, but ch it, through change, I'm a believer, lies opportunity. And um, there, there, there is, has to be a point where that courage uh, and that, that desire, that burning desire to take that next step uh, is, is in us and, and opens up those doors of opportunity. So that, that was, that's the quick story of, of my journey. Um, and it was fascinating. I mean, as I reflect back on it, um, a lot of amazing people along the way, yourself included, that I had the pleasure of interacting with, learning from, a lot of smart people learned, uh, learned from. And um, it, 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 it was very rewarding. And that's what I will say about public service. Public service is rewarding. You may not see um, the, the reward, you know, with the fat bonus that they get in private sector or, you know, a quick ascension up to, you know, the, the, the C-suite. Um, but it is rewarding work. It is work that touches every single life. Um, no matter what agency you're in, no matter what sector of public service you work in, you're touching lives. 
And um, for me, that 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 was the calling. That was the calling. Um, people often ask me, you know, how'd you know? You know, I I, I want to be like you. How'd you know you wanted to, you know, be the deputy chico at a at a cabinet level agency? I didn't know that. I didn't know that in my twenties when I was that GS four uh, at the Department of Commerce. I didn't know, but but. It's what you just said a minute ago. You know, sometimes you you know what you want, but you can't name it. What I knew, what I knew, and I and I remember saying this to um, the chair of the psychology department at Hampton. Uh, I was a psych major, and and what I said I wanted to do was, and and it's amazing that we're having this conversation, but that I wanted to be in a position to help organizations maximize the maximize and utilize the full potential of their greatest asset which are people and and that that was all i knew i i didn't know i didn't have a title or a position or a corporation or an agency that i wanted to do that in i just knew that that's what i i felt was my calling um, to be in positions that enabled me to do that. And so I don't take for granted that um, my career trajectory has allowed me to, um, to the extent possible, to do that along the way. Wow, what a great story. You know, you, uh, no, 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 I love it because what you did was you ushered me into yet another question. And of when course. you talked about, <laughs> I'm true to form. <laughs> yes, yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, so when you talked about a couple of things you talked about, I really want you to noodle out a little bit more, uh, was when you talked about uh, just public service uh, being in your DNA. And I think that, as you know, sometimes as people of color, we don't even look at public service. We look at, I to, to consider ourselves a success, I need to go this route or I need to do this particular thing. So if you would talk a little bit more about just, you know, as, as we know, uh, looking at something I think uh, OMB came out with uh, or OPM came out with a few years ago, that by 2020 in federal service, there will be like a brain drain because a lot of people will be retiring like you did. A lot of people will be retiring. Some people will be moving on. And in this current environment, things have shifted. Uh, I've talked to a couple of friends that were in the in the system and, and had, had reached great heights uh, in their career, but said, you know what? This is a perfect time to retire. So what would you say in terms of a brain drain? How could uh, a young person or even someone that's interested in a career move how could they take advantage of some of the opportunities that may be available in public service? Excellent question. And, and the first point that I want to make um, for young people considering opportunities in the federal space is to um, find a mentor, find someone who is either currently employed or someone who's retired um, that can uh, shepherd you, if you will, uh, answer some very basic questions, give some very basic advice uh, to help guide and, and help inspire. You know, again, I talked about the unknown and the uncertain. And for the young folks that are coming out of college or looking for career changes now, um, you know, that's uncertain. 
Um, we, we know that public service right now, um, and, and this isn't the first time in, in modern history, um, is not always looked at favorably. Um, and, and so that has an impact on people's consideration, you know, um, um, and, and so I would just like to offer the listeners to, uh, don't be swayed by that. As, as I mentioned, there is such fascinating work in the federal space. And if you can find it, you've probably got someone in your family. You don't have to look far you, or a neighbor you know, an auntie, someone who has been in the federal space that can uh, offer some advice, some guidance. I will make a plug uh, now and maybe even later uh, that I currently serve as the executive director for the African American Federal Executive Association. And we are a uh, nonprofit organization and we exist to uh, support the advancement of senior managers into executive positions in the federal space. Uh, one thing, of course, and, and I know you know this, LD, um, while the, the federal population uh, has representation of African Americans, um, that representation starts to decline in the more senior levels. And so when you talk about brain drain, and you talk about the exodus of, of brilliant minds and individuals of all hues that are leaving the government and that knowledge potentially walking away. Um, you know, we, we, we just want to be mindful that there are, and this is one organization that, that folks can, can tap into and, um, and get that kind of mentoring, get that kind of advice. Our, our membership is for GS13s and above through SES. But, um, but that is exactly what we offer. So that's the, the inspiring and the encouraging piece, uh, as well as the education and the informing of the opportunities that exist. And that's the other thing that I'll say about um, public service. The opportunities are almost boundless. Um, I remember being at the Census Bureau and going out on recruitment um, um, act efforts and informing people, we would go to colleges and universities back then and, and actively recruit and informing the young students that there were opportunities for geographers. And, and, and they were like geographers at the Census Bureau, you know, occupations that are perhaps non-traditional that people don't think about, uh, that these kinds of opportunities exist in public sector. Um, so, so there, there, there are, I don't want to say limitless, but there are hundreds of opportunities in the federal space. And I think I, I just encourage all listeners, young, not, not so young, mature, uh, to really just, just examine what's out there and, um, and see if your niche, if, if that's your niche, you know, I, I guarantee you, you'll find something. I have, I have been blessed by um, your leadership and shepherding me. Uh, when you were at Census and then down at Commerce. And one of the things that I always loved about you, uh, Tyra, is that no matter how busy you were, and you were always busy, okay? Like crazy busy. Uh, you would always uh, make time. You always made time. <laughs> you always made time, uh, and I for me, but I, I also know that you made time for others. 
And so what I'd like to do now is ask you to give us a call to action. Uh, one is a call to action for organizations, because I heard you say when you were at Hampton and, and dealing with your site professor, I want to help organizations maximize their greatest asset, which is your talent. So if you would uh, give uh, us a call to action for organizations, and then I'd like for you to give us a call to action for individuals. How can individuals then step up? 2020, mm -hmm. let's, let's not even go there. But 2021, there are boundless opportunities and there are boundless uh, just blessings for us if we will simply open up and be a little bit more open and be a little bit more courageous. So if you would first give us uh, that call to action for organizations and then for individuals, if you would. So for organizations, my call to action would be to um, walk the talk. Okay, um, for many, many years, long before I even retired, um, and I had the, the pleasure to, to um, participate in a lot of this, we, we talked about diversity and inclusion. Um, we, we set up uh, systems, internal systems, policies, practices, processes to enable uh, a more diverse and inclusive workforce. And, and just to give a little example, a little visual of what that looked like, um, one, one effort that comes to mind is uh, creating uh, diverse hiring panels, okay? So that the, the selection of individuals into the federal sector um, wasn't constrained to one lens, that there was a panel of individuals that uh, had an opportunity to uh, perceive the individual, assess the individual, give some perspective and input. And so that diversity of thought, that diversity of, of perspective about what I might have seen in someone in terms of attributes or value that would be beneficial to the organization, um, was hugely uh, a benefit and successful to ensuring, you know, to helping along the way um, that that effort in in hiring a more diverse workforce. Um, we are at a at a at a pivotal point, I think, in our world, right? In uh, in our ecosystem, um, we've had a devastating year behind us, almost behind us in 2020. It has impacted all of us in ways that I cannot imagine. There's been, you know, I don't have to go into a lot of pain and hurt, but I am the eternal optimist. Um, I do believe that with challenge comes opportunity. And so I think organizations now have an opportunity to realize the potential that rest in the employees, the people that are part of their team. It's gonna take time. Uh, it doesn't happen overnight because there are efforts that have to be put in place to, uh, and a landscape that needs to be created to allow that exchange, right? I did a session uh, a few weeks ago where we talked that the title of the session was the heart of leadership. And so leaders now, in, in my opinion, uh, have an opportunity to lead with heart. And what does that mean? Well, empathy, 
authenticity, resilience, and trust and transparency. And so in creating a workplace that embodies those principles will enable, I believe, more fruitful interactions between leaders and employees, and hence create an opportunity for the employees to be inspired to realize the potential that I believe is embedded in folks anyway. Um, sometimes we get on a path that doesn't allow our greatest strengths to be demonstrated. Put a plug in now for that, for individuals to seize opportunities to take, to, to, to sign up for special projects, uh, take detail assignments, broaden your exposure, um, get some different experiences, but, but always show up in your best, in your best self with your strengths, show up in your strengths and uh, continue to cultivate those strengths. As I used to say, and you may remember this, someone is always watching. And so someone will pick up on the fact that, that wow, you know, look at so-and-so, they, they, they really have this knack for that and I can use this over here. So, so that, that's the call to organizations to really seize this challenge uh, or to, to meet this challenge with opportunity to create a workplace that enables people to step into their greatness. And, and, and I would subscribe to do that by leading with heart. Uh, call to action for individuals. So with that as the backdrop, be ready. Be ready to step into your greatness. Um, this is our time. This is the time. Um, and, and one of the things that, uh, you know, we, we share with our, our members and colleagues in um, AFIA, which is the acronym for the African-American Federal Executive Association, is own your career. Own it. It's yours. Co-create. Seize opportunities. Build relationships. Find mentors. Um, cultivate your greatness, you know, invest in yourself. We, we offer a, a fellows program, which is a 12 month long uh, develop, executive level development opportunity. Um, and it's very nominally, nominally priced, um, but, but we, we encourage our members, invest in yourself. Uh, you, are your, you are your greatest asset, you know, and those rewards will come back to you. So in short, uh, the call to action to the individual is to be ready, um, be courageous, step into your greatness. Well, that's what you told me. So <laughs> yeah. 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 No, my, my story hadn't changed. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I'm serious about yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, listen, uh, testament, look at where you are. So you you are the testament. You are the walking. There you testament. go. There you go. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you know what? Uh, you know what, Tyra? This is why I wanted you to be the last interview of the month and the, the last interview of the year because you are, as you said, an eternal optimist, but you're also a realist as well. I, I love what you said about owning your career, taking some chances and stepping out there. And uh, you said something to me, there is only, there are only one of two things people can say to you, yes or no, 
both answers you've heard before. And so mm -hmm. I just really want to thank you for coming on today. And guys, uh, on our website and on this podcast, you will see information as to how to reach out to uh, Tyra and the organization AFEA. I had the opportunity a couple of years ago to present at their conference. It is a phenomenal conference and it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for you if you are in federal service already, or if you're right there on the cusp and thinking about it, this is a great way to kind of put your toe in the water and see what's happening out there. And also to see other people that look like you that are succeeding in this federal space. Uh, again, happy, happy, happy Christmas, as the people in Britain say, happy Christmas. For those of us in the U.S., Merry Christmas. Tyra, thank you so very, very much for your wisdom and also for being my friend. I mean, I'm just like, I'm like so excited when you said yes. I'm like, oh, I got, I got Tyra. Fine. Thank you. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much. Um, you know, I, thank you. Thank you for your trust and confidence um, in inviting me to participate in your podcast. I wish you all the best. You're doing phenomenal things in the community and around. And so just keep going. You're on fire. You know that. So just, just, just keep doing it. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you, Tyra. Have a great, Thank great you. rest of your day. And Happy New Year's coming. Happy New Year's coming. 2021. Right. Yes, yeah. we're looking forward to that. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in and for supporting me. I don't take your support for granted. I am both grateful and humbled. Join us next week for another episode. And remember to subscribe and ask others to subscribe. Go to our website at commonsenseleadership.org for more detail. Thank you and have a great day. This podcast and omni-channel experience is brought to you by the Walter Cates Foundation the entertainment and telecommunication industry's leading national foundation dedicated to advocacy around diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we are proud to have them as our signature partner. We are very grateful for their generosity and for their support. To learn more, visit waltercates.org. Thank you for joining Common Sense Leadership Podcast with your host, Dr. L.D. Bennett. Visit our website, commonsenseleadership.org for more details. See you next week.